Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Evermore podcast. I am your host, Kelly Bailey, and welcome to episode two. So I apologize, this is coming out a little bit later than expected. I got a little bit sidetracked researching for episode three, a little sneak peek into that. I am doing uh, a super in-depth sort of research project almost for this episode into fast fashion and the effect on the environment and um, unfair wages, the big juggernaut that is the fast fashion industry. Um, So a little sneak peek into next week. Uh, But for now, for this episode, I am doing my thrifting procedures and my thrifting style, some tips that I've learned, and basically from the beginning to the end of the reselling process. Now, two disclaimers. One, I am not everyone else. People have different styles, different ways of doing things. I've tried to keep it fairly general from what I've seen from other people, Um, but at the same time, I'm also going to be giving some numbers, some statistics that are uh, personal to me in terms of my inventory, where I get it from, how much it costs, etc., etc. Now, the second disclaimer is these first kind of two parts of the podcast episode are going to be surrounding information that I've pulled from infographics that I've already posted on my page. Now these infographics I made for myself, they are personal to me, so if the information sounds familiar, if you're a follower of mine, then it might sound familiar, but um, I wanted it to be in the podcast form as well. I thought it was a really good starter and kind of lay some foundation into my business, how it works etc etc so jumping right in I want to start off with my what where and how much model now I have split this up into three sections of what I'm getting what type of inventory where and the percentage of that inventory and how much and how much is on a scale of one to three dollar signs that are like the one dollar sign the cheapest the $2 sign kind of in the middle, and three, the most expensive. So first things first, Goodwill and the Goodwill bins. This is where I get the most amount of my inventory at about 42%. And I get sweaters, high quality brands, and vintage. So for the how much section of the Goodwill and the Goodwill bins, I gave this a $2 signs out of three. Now, the reason I didn't do this separate between Goodwill and the Goodwill bins um, is because it is the majority. I bounce back and forth between these two all the time, even though the Goodwill bins is incredibly cheap, and then sometimes Goodwill can kind of get up into the $3 sign range. I say that with air quotes. Um, I wanted to keep them together simply because it is the same company. So the Goodwill bins would normally get like $1 sign because you are paying by the pound. It is an outlet and the Goodwill bins, or I'm sorry, the Goodwill stores, the regular stores, their boutiques can get kind of expensive, even for it being thrift. When you're reselling, you're not reselling for retail value. You're reselling at a still cheaper price. So sometimes the Goodwill boutiques and places like Savers can get pretty expensive if you're trying to resell. So next in my what, where, how much model 
Plato's and donations make up about 33% of my inventory, and the what, what type of inventory, is luxury vintage, high quality brands, and trendy. And I know I said high quality brands for Goodwill and the Goodwill bins as well. It's a pretty good split where I get my high quality brands from, is between Plato's and donations and the Goodwill Goodwill bins. So, but I, the one that I really want to focus on is trendy. If you live near a Plato's, if you've heard of Plato's, you know that they have like a set bar. So you can't just bring in anything. Like if it would be like Goodwill, you can kind of bring in whatever. They'll take like 90% of it. Um, Plato's, there's like, it has to be a certain level of trendy, has to have at least somewhat decent quality. So with that, you get a much higher price tag. And donations, obviously to me, they're donations, they're free, but Plato's kind of takes over this category and can get very, very expensive. Uh, Goodwill, you can get lucky and find leggings for the same price as any other leggings. It's a set price. Plato's, you find a pair of Lulu leggings, you can pay around like $30. So they tend to upsell a lot more. It very depending on the item. So I gave the Plato's column, if you will, uh, three dollar signs out of three. And if this is hard to picture, which I am kind of gathering from saying it out loud that it's kind of hard to picture um, visually, like I said, I do have these infographics on my page, so you're more than welcome to check those out at Evermore by Kelly on Instagram if you don't know who I am. But anyways, the last in this um, model for the what, where, and how much, I have Sabres, and that's Salvation Army and Other. This makes up the remaining 25%, so as a whole, we have 42, 33, and 25%. Makes the whole 100. So um, I get bottoms, decor, and staging, and miscellaneous personal shopping from these locations and I have labeled them the one dollar sign out of three simply because I don't shop here very often and when I do it's only the cheapest items. So um, decor and staging I'd like to put in here because I don't like to like outsource brand new with tags shop my decor and staging. I like to keep the thrifting theme going. Um, down to my decor and staging and not just the pieces and inventory that I am getting. So that is all for my what, where, and how much model for my inventory for my business. And the second infographic I'm going to tackle is a six slash seven step process for thrifting. Now like I said in the beginning, this is not everyone's model, but it's very general and I'd like to think that a lot of people can agree with me that this is kind of how it goes with being an Instagram reseller. So diving right in, step one, spending time and money on gas for traveling to and from the thrift store. Obviously not all of us live right down the road from one. Uh, growing up there wasn't one in my town. It was the next one was like 30 minutes away. It's the one that I live near now. And there's a Goodwill there now, but it was 
wasn't there until I was like a senior in high school or something like that. Um, now I'm very lucky to be living in an area where there is a plentiful amount of thrift stores to choose from, but before um, there weren't any. And I think a lot of people are in the similar situation where you don't really have a lot of thrifting options close to home, which means spending that time and that money on gas for traveling. Step two, spending time and money selecting pieces and buying laundry soaps. If you're a reseller, you spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time on laundry. Clothes that are coming in aren't necessarily dirty, but they're not necessarily brand spanking new clean either. So to ensure that the clothes are clean, we spend a lot of money on like fabric softeners and laundry detergent. And basically from what I've gathered is resellers are constantly doing laundry. <laughs> like That's what we're doing a huge percentage of the time, especially in the background while other things are going on. So that kind of ties into step three, washing, mending, stain treating, steaming, ironing, making sure that the garments and pieces are acceptable and as close to that brand new feel and quality as possible. Moving in to the advertising marketing side, step four, spending time measuring, trying on, photographing, photo editing, and posting. So creating the content itself. Now this is probably the most, depending on how long your laundry cycles are anyways, this might be the longest step, I guess. It's going, to, depending on how, I guess, big the drop is or how many items you're doing, making sure that you have all the correct measurements and sizes that go with the measurements, making sure that your pictures highlight the good angles of the garments, making sure that you're getting just like a cohesive theme together if you're doing a drop. Basically putting together the content itself is incredibly time consuming and I think this step more than any is like underestimated in terms of how much time and energy goes into it. After that is the my favorite part once things have been purchased, you uh, spend a lot of time and a lot of money packaging and shipping. Shipping, this is where like a big dent in profits comes in. Shipping is so expensive and especially around holidays, it even gets higher and it's just, it's an expense that puts probably the biggest dent of all into profits. So, and you're spending a lot of time doing this as well, and you're spending money taking everything from your home for from your office to the post office. So that's an extra gas expense as well. There's a lot of little things that are kind of hidden that I think people that are buying from resellers don't necessarily take into consideration, not by any fault of their own. They just don't know the process. So, that kind of wraps up the main six steps, but that seventh step that I kind of hinted at is something that I call the all the while step, because all the while you are doing these things in the background, marketing and advertising. You are constantly creating more content to advertise drops. If you're on Instagram or TikTok, you're doing like reels and videos, you're doing live sales and stories and all these other things to like generate attention for your drops and that's just going on 24 7 
And tying this kind of into the first episode, I, in terms of my business, am a one-man band. So that means I'm also the finances person all the time. I am studying trends all the time. And the overarching theme of all the while step, I'm having a life outside of my business. And my brain tends to run 90% of the time on, oh, this is something I could do for my shop, or, oh, I have a new idea for a marketing thing, or, oh, there's a sale going on, I need to get to that, or I need to do this, that, and the other thing, and I need to do a million things, and I have a million ideas. And I like to tie it back to something I saw, I'm pretty sure it was a real audio on Instagram, and it was oh yeah, I quit my nine to five to work a small business and now I work 24 seven, which is very true. My brain, because I don't have those set work hours and it's my personal business, I feel like I could be doing something quite literally all the time at every minute. And it's nice because I feel very productive, but then at the same time when I'm not getting things done and trying to like live my normal life, um, I feel like I'm, I'm losing time. I'm losing like profits, if that makes sense. So that's going on, like I said, all the while I'm doing those other six steps to prep a single drop. And then the process restarts once all the packages are shipped out and make sure that they reach their destinations. So those are the two infographics on my page that I wanted to highlight on those steps and my what, where, how much model. Like I said, if it's really hard to visualize all this stuff, which I might not be the best at explaining it through a microphone, <laughs> Um, the infographics are fully available on my page at Evermore by Kelly on Instagram. If you have no idea who I am, that's who I am. E-V-E-R-M-O-R-E -E -E by Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y on Instagram. So throwing that self-plug in, what are we, like 10 minutes into this? A little bit late, but that's okay. Now, the other two sections, sections three and four of this episode are how I stay organized and little tiny tips and tricks that I have learned. So, how I stay organized. I have four electronic slash organizers that keep all my stuff organized because I have a ridiculous amount of stuff um, between my regular life, being a student, eight million other just things going on in addition to my business. So, my planner pretty self-explanatory. Um, I like to outline when I'm working my two other jobs, when I have appointments, when I have drops planned, when I need to remind myself like, hey, you need to schedule photos and measurements for today because you're going to be busy your normal measurement measurements day, etc, etc. I have my iPad. It is my treasured electronic. <laughs> I love my iPad. I'm very grateful to have it. My parents gave it to me as a present. Shout out to my mom and dad. Um, I use it for social media and marketing. So I do all of my like advertising. I have so many apps that I use to create different like infographics, like the ones I mentioned and went over all the information for earlier. And it's basically my number one tool for creating content in terms of social media, photo editing, things like that. My phone, Instagram and communication. I try to 
stay pretty active on Instagram every day throughout the day, even if I'm not posting. So I'm engaging with other uh, accounts. I'm posting stories at least. Um, I'm trying to keep an eye on like trends, things like that. So my phone is kind of a interaction communication uh, utility. Now, last but not least, I have my dinosaur of a MacBook Air laptop that I'm actually recording this on right now. Um, I got it like four or five years ago, which if you have Apple products, you know that that means it's basically like a geriatric computer. Once it's like three years old, Apple products are like super outdated, which is crazy, but it works fine. I dropped it on the concrete. It's got a dent in it, but she's, she's still, she's still moving. She's still grooving. It works. So thankfully I am very grateful to have all of my little utilities because it's a good thing that I do. I just have so much going on that it's nice to split them up between um, different different electronics and such. So, and then obviously I have my little baby work desk and my backpack to keep it all together when I'm going back and forth between my house and my studio. And that's another little note that I wanted to throw in here. And I feel like a lot of people don't know this. I keep all of my inventory and my little like shop I say that with quotes, um, is in my childhood bedroom about half an hour from where I live. So I am bouncing back and forth constantly. And my other two jobs are actually in the opposite direction. So I'm bouncing up and down the interstate for like an hour, I'd say it would take to go back and forth. Um, and I do that probably three to four times a week. Yeah if not more. Sometimes I do it more. Um, but that is a little note that I just wanted to put in there. Um, and for the last part, the little tips that I've learned and kind of discovered that I wouldn't know normally if I hadn't been thrifting my heart out for this last year. As a reseller, and I mentioned this earlier, as a reseller, we are not selling things at retail value. The objective is to still sell something at a cheaper price, um, but at a higher price than what you bought it for. Simple business model. However, with places like Play-Dohs and even Savers I have found has been very expensive, but Play-Dohs upselling, especially big brands like Lulu and Gymshark and the Goodwill Boutique, sometimes you're cutting it really, really close with a profit margin. So I always like to keep an eye out for sales. Goodwill does the $1 tag Sundays, depending on the color. Um, if you are a student, they have student discounts, um, I believe on Tuesdays and then, or Thursdays. It's either Tuesdays or Thursdays. And then if you are um, like military personnel and first responders, and I think educators is also included in there. Um, you can get a discount during the week. Um, obviously that's limited to a certain demographic, but something that I didn't know beforehand and I was like oh I'm a student so that's awesome I can use that discount um, one big one that I have taken full advantage of the last two that they've had because I think they only do two a year two or three a year Plato's clearance sales they do it starts off at 70 and then goes to 90% off now it's a very limited selection and I don't like using the term bottom of the barrel but it's kind of like whatever's left. So you're not getting a huge selection of like the highest quality stuff, 
but it is at super, super discounted prices that you are just about guaranteed to make a profit off of no matter what. So basically, umbrella, keep an eye out for sales, even when it comes to thrift, store, thrift stores. I know that it's already cheap, but like I said, sometimes that profit window is really, really small. Now, in terms of when to buy otherwise, the best times for good stuff that I have found for me personally in my area are Tuesdays. The Goodwill bins or any outlet especially. When thrift stores receive a lot of their inventory, it does happen to be on the weekends. And the 24 to 48 hour processing time, they're most likely going to put out their new stuff Mondays or Tuesdays. Better luck that I have had has been on Tuesdays, so I always recommend that to people who ask me, like, oh, like, when do you thrift during the week? Tuesdays. Highly recommend Tuesdays, especially, like I said, for the Goodwill bins or any outlet. Now, going deeper into the Goodwill bins, if you know anything about me on my account, I'm obsessed with the Goodwill bins. I love the Goodwill bins. I think it's just, it's a more fun thrifting experience and it's cheaper depending on what you're buying. So what I recommend for people going to an outlet, especially if you live in like a heavily populated area, the Goodwill bins can be very intimidating because there are people that aren't afraid to push and shove and kind of duke it out for these cheap, cheap, cheap pieces. So 100%, this is where, this is where unfortunately the the theory that thrifting is dirty is a little bit true. The Goodwill bins are very like, okay, throw everything into these big dirty bins. We don't care the quality that it's in. It's really not that clean. So gloves, 100% recommend gloves. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have gone to like pick up an item when I forgot my gloves and it was like, it was like wet or it, there was like something like sticky on it. And I was like, okay, we're done for today. We are done for today. Uh, so I highly, highly, highly recommend gloves and not like plastic ones. If you can get like cloth work gloves, I use my dad's old work gloves just to like, they're really thick just to pick through the heavy stuff. So yes, number one, gloves. Number two, if you are kind of not there for the hustle and bustle of all of it and you're just kind of like want to be in the zone, I recommend headphones. I see a lot of other people at my Goodwill bins wearing headphones too. You are in a, like a warehouse, so sound carries and echoes. If you want to just kind of be in your own little zone, headphones 100%. Listen to this podcast if you want to or listen to music. I kind of bounce back and forth between um my social media marketing and entrepreneur podcasts and my favorite playlist. So just something to keep your brain going as you're going through things looking for great pieces. And last but not least, this is something that it's totally up to you and it, I think it kind of depends on your location. My Goodwill outlets will dump your cart if you leave it unattended. So I I'm kind of a little hypocritical in saying this because I don't usually bring someone with me, but I would recommend bringing a buddy to kind of cart guard or who doesn't mind being like the front runner in the pair of grabbing clothes. Because like I said, people do tend to get a little bit aggressive at the bins 
they will wait until they bring the new round of bins out and it's like they they run like it's like setting off like a sprinting gun these people are like hounds so I would recommend if you don't want to have a cart kind of weighing you down or kind of getting in the way bring a buddy to like kind of watch your stuff or kind of go back over the other bins that aren't currently being like viciously attacked by vultures um definitely buddy recommended and then obviously big tote bags but that's for anywhere because they don't have bags for you last but not least for this episode for my little tips and tricks for goodwill and the bins i will talk about the bins so much um is the weight of items if you go to goodwill you shop at goodwill you know that the items have set prices depending on what they are so like tank tops sweaters short sleeves long sleeves they all have a set price no matter the brand excluding the boutique and the boutique is different for each goodwill if you go to the bins they do it by weight if you are going to go to the goodwill bins i almost never get items that are over like a pound a piece because it's almost not worth it when you factor in what the shipping cost is going to be. Unless you're going to sell it locally or you think the piece itself is going to make you a huge profit margin. I always recommend don't go looking for the heavy stuff at the bins. And if you do come across something that's like halfway decent, I would I would toss it back. Because there's also a chance that the heavier the piece I found, the more likely they are to be damaged. Just because they're heavy and clunky. And they just, I've just had really bad luck with heavy items. And like I said, again, they don't give you a huge profit margin because it costs more to get them at the bins than, say, it might in the store itself. So that kind of wraps up all of my little tips, and it does kind of wrap up this episode. I know I kind of flew through everything, and it was a very, like, technical episode and less, like, fun episode. Um, and next week's episode is also going to be a little bit more, like, technical and numbers and a little bit heavy. Um, but we will have, like, more fun talking about fashion episodes and business things in the future. Just trying to set a little bit of a foundation and kind of give you information on what I'm doing, how my business operates, and things like that. If you are interested in being a guest on the episode, I am filling our, I'm sending out um, interviewee forms soon. I just have to finish making it um, with a couple more questions. Uh, feel free to DM me if you are interested in being a guest. I would love to have just about anybody and everybody on that's thrifting associated or small business associated, etc., etc. So again, Thank you so much if you've listened all the way through. I love and appreciate you, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.